The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, in a surprise announcement yesterday, Nicola Sturgeon said that she would resign as First Minister of Scotland while staying in her post until her successor was anointed. Elsewhere in the UK, Labour leader Keir Starmer reaffirmed that Jeremy Corbyn will not be a Labour candidate in the next general election. To discuss a pretty explosive day in UK politics, I'm joined by Lucy Fisher, Chief Political Commentator for The Times Radio. Good morning, Lucy. Good morning. Um, I presume you, like everybody else, was ambushed by uh, what happened yesterday with Nicola Sturgeon. Uh, well, that's absolutely uh, right, Pat. I think it was a, a you know a bombshell dropped in Scottish politics that will have uh, ripple effects far beyond uh, just the coming weeks. Of course, we know straight away there will now be a leadership election, not just for the new uh, SNP leader, but for First Minister of Scotland. They will then have to navigate... Um, a special conference that the party already had in train for next month to agree um, the strategy for independence. Um, There's been a lot of splits in the party over the best way to move forward on that front. And it also changes, um, you know, the electoral calculations for other parties. Uh, There was a lot of celebration in in Westminster yesterday among Labour MPs who now expect um, whoever takes over from Nicola Sturgeon to be uh, less effective. And and they think that they will benefit from that at the next general election, picking up more seats north of the border. Now, there is always a, a tinge of cynicism in all reporting of politics. I don't know whether you took Nicola Sturgeon at face value, that it wasn't recent events and recent recent pressures uh, and even her uh, somewhat disappointing poll numbers that uh, had her go, but a sense that I've done my time and I've done my bit, I move on. Yes, look, I, I think in, in one sense, we do have to take her at face value. And, and she was actually rather uh, honest emotionally to admit that, you know, she didn't feel she had enough energy to devote to the job, to do it properly, to serve, you know, her party and her country for the next year and for the rest of this um, parliamentary term, even though she felt she could have battled on for the next few months in the short term. But look, you're right. I think, of course, um, there is suspicions that some of the... Um, shorter term pressures will have played on her mind and been a factor in her assessment. In particular, the um, incredibly um, vicious row that has raged over Scotland's controversial gender reforms um, will uh, likely have played a part. And of course, the SNP at the moment is undergoing a police investigation for alleged fraud surrounding an aspect of its fundraising. So, uh, that coupled with you know her, her poll numbers going down, I think are likely to have played their part in her decision. Now, the question of um, the gender law passed in Scotland and then rebuffed by uh, Rishi Sunak in, in Westminster saying that it was beyond the competence of the Scottish Parliament uh, to, to bring this about. And, of course, um, it was brought about with, uh, although some opposition from within the SNP, by a thumping uh, majority. Will they just put that issue to bed using the excuse of Nicola Sturgeon's departure or the opportunity uh, to lay it aside and have it not be an issue? Well, I think it's uh, too soon to say what the outcome will be. I don't think it will um, happen quietly, um, whatever uh, happens, because there are people on both sides of the argument within the Scottish Nationalist Party who feel incredibly strongly 
I think there is um, a high likelihood that this could be a key pillar of the leadership campaign. There's already talk, for example, of Joanna Cherry, an SNP MP at Westminster, potentially throwing her hat into the ring. She's been a huge critic of the reforms. Um, some of the other uh, candidates expected to run have been um, very much in favour of them. So I think that that will um, play out. There, there is a technical difficulty um, for the SNP on this matter in that um, the Scottish government has until the middle of April to formally reply to the Westminster UK-wide government uh, about the matter. Um, at the moment, it looks like potentially um, the SNP leadership contest could run beyond that, but we'll know more uh, tomorrow. The SNP uh, National Executive Committee is due to meet tonight to decide the rules and the timetable for the leadership uh, contest. Um, looking at the, the runners and riders, um, who is most likely to succeed? Well, you know, the field seems really pretty wide open and helpfully we had some polling um, from, the, uh, from the Sunday Times last weekend asking um, Scots who they'd like to succeed Nicola Sturgeon. Of all the main frontrunners, the most popular only got 7% um, and more than 60% of people said they didn't know. So uh, it feels to me the, the field is um, going to be pretty wide open. Um, of course, some of the names being talked about are Kate Forbes, Scotland's finance secretary. She's pretty young at 32. Timing may be bad for her because she's currently on maternity leave with her first child. It could be John Swinney, the current deputy first minister. He's obviously um, had a tilt at the, the premier job in, in the past, so it wouldn't be the first time he has been uh, the party leader. And then there's Angus Robertson, who led the SNP down at Westminster, who is currently the bookie's favourite. But those are just a handful of names. There are, there, there are many others also doing the rounds. Well, it has certainly uh, thrown uh, the SNP into uh, some chaos, uh, which will only be resolved with the election of a new leader. Now, speaking of leaders, Jeremy Corman, former Labour Party leader who led his party to a, a really devastating election result. Uh, Sir Keir Starmer says he will not be a Labour candidate come the next election. No, uh, first time that Keir Starmer has um, commented unequivocally on the matter. Um, it's not um, random, the timing. He stood up yesterday to say that the Labour Party has finally been cleared by the Equalities Watchdog over its previous concerns about Labour's handling of anti-Semitism claims. The party was, of course, found to have breached um, uh, Equalities Law in three different ways back in 2020 when it was first investigated by the Watchdog. Jeremy Corbyn uh, was said to um, have uh, shown failings in his leadership of the party to allow um, anti-Semitism to run rife. It was then his response to that report um, by the Equalities Watchdog that saw him suspended uh, from uh, the Parliamentary Labour Party. And he has since then been sitting as an independent. But there have been question marks about whether he would be allowed back into the party as an MP before the next election. Uh, now Keir Starmer has made that clear it won't happen. We've got to wait to see now whether Jeremy Corbyn will decide to stand as an independent. Uh, and that would uh, certainly cause uh, a lot of mischief in that constituency. But if you were to believe the polls, um, you know, if Labour were to lose that seat to an independent Jeremy Corbyn, in terms of the numbers that are predicted for Labour, it wouldn't make any difference at all. Well, that's true. Although you know, people in, in around Kistrama say they are not complacent. They you know are aware that the poll polls tend to crunch closer to an election, and that it, it could be soft. The kind of twenty twenty two point 
average lead we're seeing for the party at the moment. I think it would be difficult for Jeremy Corbyn to win, even despite his huge amount of popularity uh, locally um, in, in his seat. And when I look to the figures, the Labour won uh, the last election in Islington North by more than 60%. I think it would be difficult for Corbyn um, to take enough votes away from the Labour Party to, um, to, to potentially defeat that. But let's see. Uh, we don't know yet if he's going to go down that route. Lucy Fisher, Chief Political Commentator for The Times Radio. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.